Welcome to Mr. Bait and Switch. Ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Each of these stories is written to reflect on life-giving insights, but you have to figure out what the insight is that will keep you alive. For more information and reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. And now, let's get to our next story. Going Down Written and read by J. Thomas Sparrow It could be said that alcohol was at least partially responsible. The drinks were flowing all night for the celebration. Whatever the case, when the CEO of Your Shocking Friend Incorporated walked up to the podium, there was a standing ovation before he even said a word. Bennett Kirk had transformed his company. In the last 12 years, he had taken it from a two-person startup to the powerhouse of the defibrillation industry. His company was outselling all of their competitors combined. It was profitable work. This celebration was a reward night and at the same time designed to pump up his sales team to keep dominating the market. After he had talked for a few minutes, he told them, Do you know what a ghost is? A ghost is that little voice in your head that tries to keep you from being your best, that fills you with doubt. He took a sip of his beer and smiled at the team. Well, I'm here tonight to put another voice in your head. Don't let the bastards get you down. There was huge applause and cheers. Bennett laughed. That's right. When you have challenges... When you run into people who are roadblocks to your success, my voice is going to echo in your head. Don't let the bastards get you down. Bennett pumped his fist into the air, shouting, Let's have our best year ever! He nodded to the band, and they immediately started playing the fast section of Stairway to Heaven. Every person in the room jumped back up onto their feet, as the place exploded with applause. There was one person in the room, though, who wasn't applauding. He had been standing next to Bennett during the speech, occasionally whispering something in his ear. The next day, the most memorable thing from the night before was a hangover. Bennett was jetting across the country to an evening fundraiser. He was trying to clear his head and focus. He was glad there was a corporate jet so that he didn't have to talk to anyone else. He was best when he made his decisions without interference. The man from the night before was seated at his side. The man leaned over and said to Bennett, You know what day it is, and you act like you don't care. Bennett knew that it was his daughter's tenth birthday. He was going to miss her party. He had pressing business obligations. He couldn't be there for every little family function. You haven't seen her in six months, the man said. Bennett exhaled hard. I call her all the time, he thought. You haven't talked to her in more than a month. Bennett took a drink from his seltzer water. Tonight, in Seattle, he had a chance to really make a difference. He had big plans for his company. 
and he was in the business of saving lives, nothing was going to stop him. New markets were his specialty. He had learned that there was no better way to open up a market than to have mandated regulation. Bennett's current emphasis was to get a series of units in every high school sports stadium in the country. To achieve this, he had to be able to tug on heartstrings. To do that, he had learned a long time ago that he needed to really care about the people he wanted to help. Every kid who collapsed at a sporting event was a poster child for his company, but was also fuel for Bennett's own sadness. Bennett had learned of a state legislator whose daughter had died on a soccer field. Your shocking friend, Incorporated, was about to make a large donation to that representative and was going to suggest language for a state bill that could save young lives every year. It was more than a marketing technique for Bennett. It was his calling to make a difference in the world. The man sitting next to Bennett was no stranger. He had been with Bennett since the beginning. He continued to whisper, Will it ever be enough? Why are you really doing this? Bennett tried to focus on the business at hand. He told himself, This isn't about making money. We're trying to save lives. The whisper came again. Yes, business is good and you are helping people. But what about your daughter and your wife? The divorce happened five years ago. Bennett could visit his daughter every weekend if he had time, but he didn't. One day, his daughter could join the company. One day, all this would be hers. Bennett thought about his daughter having a pool party today at the house. He pictured her practicing her backflip into the pool. A business thought forced its way in front of his musings about his daughter. He had hopes of legislation that would require a defibrillator in every home that had a swimming pool. In his mind, every person who died in a pool was the reason for my nonstop work. He rephrased his thought, one death too many. The man sitting next to Bennett was considering an intervention. Whispering wasn't enough. Bennett was exceptionally bright, but didn't seem to understand that there was more than one way to lose a life. The man sitting by Bennett was Jacob Groh, co-founder of Your Shocking Friend Incorporated. He was Bennett's best man at his wedding. Since Jacob died eight years ago, Bennett wasn't listening to him. The pressure of the business consumed Bennett's attention. Jacob was a businessman, too. It was time to leverage the situation. His lifeless body floated up the aisle and entered the cockpit door without opening it. He took control of the plane. It began to rapidly descend. The helpless pilot tried to correct the plunging aircraft, but there was nothing he could do. Bennett's drink was on the floor. My God, what the hell's the matter? I don't know, sir. From 33,000 feet to 20,000 feet, Bennett thought about how this was going to interrupt his plans for the evening. From 20,000 feet to 15,000 feet, Bennett tried to help the pilot. 
From 15,000 feet to 5,000 feet, Bennett's life flashed before him. Who he was, where he had come from, and who he had always loved. His daughter was foremost in his mind. A dozen pictures of who she was and what she meant to him ripped a hole in his heart. And then restarted it. From 5,000 to 2,000 feet, Bennett prayed for his life. He pledged that if he made it through this alive, he would change. He would be there for his daughter. He would apologize to his ex-wife. He would not live his life only for business. From 2,000 feet to 1,500 feet, he swore that he would be true to his word. I promise, I promise, I promise. The plane righted itself, roaring over a cornfield, and began climbing. I don't know what happened, sir, but I'm headed to the nearest airport. It's Springfield, Illinois. Springfield? asked Bennett with a quiver. Yes, sir. That was Bennett's hometown, where the birthday party was today. Trembling. Bennett imagined arriving at the house for his daughter's celebration. Could he actually show up? Would he be welcome? He closed his eyes. Tears made their way out of his closed lids and ran down his cheeks. Don't worry, old buddy, Jacob said while putting his hand on Bennett's shoulder. It's all going to work out. Thanks for listening to Mr. Bait and Switch, ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Remember, to see reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. This podcast is brought to you by Resounding Source Audio.